All right, Aaron Flint here with Montana Talks. I'll have to go back and check on the app to see if I cut off the intro here. But, uh, yeah, still having some technical issues following that big power outage in Billings yesterday. Ah, but send us a message on the Montana Talks app if you're hearing me. You should be hearing me right now. Uh, phone lines are going to be a bit of a challenge this morning, but uh, message us on the Montana Talks app. And, uh, hey, like Chandler from Friends, We'll call you. Our producer, Travis, will give you a ring to take your phone calls here uh, later this hour and later this morning on the show. we got a great uh, great guest on the phone lines kicking off this 6 o'clock hour of Montana Talks here on this Thursday. Montana's U.S. Senator Steve Daines. Senator, uh, great to have you on the program this morning. Uh, first off, i got to say a, a big thank you, a big pat on the back to you because you came out right, right out the gates Monday morning and said very clearly you are a no on this uh, sham of a so-called border deal and uh, I think that would seem like that was kind of the final nail in the coffin I hope in a way well I hope so too I mean this look we we need to secure the border the bill that uh, was negotiated with the Democrats does not do that and that is why I came out strongly opposed to it And, and let's not forget uh, Joe Biden could have kept the border closed from day one. He reversed he reversed Trump's policies, and uh, these policies are working. Remember, he, he gets sworn in, he goes down to the Oval Office, and he reverses Trump policies that were working. He stopped enforcing the law. And, and, and some people call this an immigration bill. I, I don't call this an immigration bill. This is a national security bill. This is a national security crisis with 9 million illegal migrants crossing into our country and going up every day, many on the FBI terror watch list from countries like Syria, North Korea, Cuba, Iran, Iraq, Yemen. Uh, This is happening on the Democrats' watch, on Joe Biden's watch, on Senate Democrats' watch. Why, Why wasn't Biden serious about dealing with this problem when he had control of the Senate and the House for the first two years of his presidency? You know why, Aaron? They didn't want to solve the problem. They think what's happening down there is actually a good thing. And the only reason the Democrats came to the table to start negotiating this is because politically now they know they've got an albatross around their necks. And it's the politics that drove the Democrats to the table, not trying to actually solve the problem. Oh, I, I completely agree. I think they are on the ropes and they know it. So why throw them a lifeline? And I think I think that this this bill uh, would have only made things worse. It would have basically uh, it would have basically opened the door for for more illegal aliens to still flow into this country than the entire population size of the state of Montana. So how is that somehow considered border security? But I, I agree with you. I think the Democrats are on the ropes right now, and and they do not need a lifeline. We, the American people, need the lifeline by securing our border. You know, we um, had a press conference on Tuesday And um, I I spoke at this press conference, and what I pointed out, Aaron, is that Joe Biden's approval ratings are now the worst at this time in that presidency of any president in 75 years, Aaron. You've got to go back to the 1940s. I mean, he is now below Jimmy Carter numbers at the same time as presidency. This this ship is sinking uh, he's taking on so much water. He doesn't know what day it is, Aaron. You've seen the latest now. He doesn't know which world leader he's talking about. A couple of them have been dead that he's, he's referring to, he's talked to. I mean, I don't know if, what's going on with Joe, in Joe Biden's head, but it's a dangerous moment for America because when our adversaries see such a weak commander-in-chief 
they exploit it. And we've seen that. I mean, think about what was going on when President Trump was in office. There was no invasion of Ukraine. There were no Chinese spy balloons flying over our country. There was no uh, debacle of withdrawal from Afghanistan. You didn't have Iranian drones shooting at U.S. forces. You didn't have the Houthis launching missiles being shot down by American forces uh, in the Red Sea. I mean, and, and you didn't have a, a full-scale invasion on the southern border. The American people are seeing this. They're very concerned. And this election can't get here soon enough, Aaron. And, and let's just be very clear. Montana is going to have a very, very important role in this election in making sure that we have two Republican U.S. senators that would stand up against Joe Biden and not just one. Yeah, and by the way, I just saw a Navy SEAL veteran and Republican U.S. Senate candidate Tim Sheehy was on Fox News uh, talking about, you know, John Tester's failed policies and how, you know, the crime uh, and everything is a direct result of, of the Biden-Tester policies in the in the weak, uh, the weak liberal Soros-funded DAs and more. So I'll, I'll play that here later this hour of the show. Uh, you know, I, one of the things but I... By I, the way, Aaron, one thing is... Baseball, but I was, I was talking earlier this week. Uh, with one of our sidekicks on the show, and I and and I said, you know, I think I think Senator Steve Daines is is very diplomatically behind the scenes, moving the Senate GOP into a more conservative uh, direction, and you know, uh, and, and not only that, but I think you've you've moved the Senate GOP into a more pro-Trump direction as well, especially with your leadership at the National Republican Senatorial Committee, and so. I, I think I, I think that is something I know there's a lot of folks that are frustrated with the with the, the Senate GOP dynamics right now. But I think I think we as Montanans, I think I, at least I, I, I think that what you are doing is is very diplomatically moving the Senate GOP in a more conservative and a more pro Trump direction. And I think those efforts have, have, have been paying off. But some people the, the change doesn't happen fast enough. Well, I, I, the change doesn't happen fast enough for me either, Aaron. Uh, but change is happening, and, and I tell you, politics and movements are about addition, not subtraction. And so it's 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 about leadership. It's getting people to follow, uh, to earn respect, and then influence. And uh, and and I'm I'm very pleased to see so many of my colleagues now getting behind President Trump. And these are these are quiet conversations that are held in, in meaningful ways. Uh, look, Aaron, I, I have found that you, know, you, you have some some folks have style back here. They can't wait to jump on on radio and TV and just squawk and scream a whole lot, touting what they're doing. Um, I, I think the best results oftentimes get done uh, behind closed doors in conversations and trust. And I'm just really pleased to see so many of my colleagues now getting behind President Trump. He is going to be the nominee. He's going to be the next president of the United States. Let's start moving forward now in in. In, in winning this election, because the longer we are shooting at each other, uh, the the more probable it is that Democrats win. As, as Tim Scott said so well when he was running for president, he said, the path to socialism runs through a divided Republican Party. We, we have our squabbles, we have our fights, that's who we are as freedom lovers. But I tell you, we, we've got to start coming together and moving forward here, because the, the stakes could not be higher in 24. We all see that. It, it could not be higher for the presidency, could not be higher for the U.S. Senate, as well as the U.S. House. Well, I, I got to kind of laugh. I know the, the big GOP winter kickoff is taking place here in Montana this weekend. And, you know, the, the New York Times, oh, 
he's going to run for the Senate. And then uh, the AP does basically the same story. But then now Color 8 has a story. No, his spokeswoman says he's not running. And it's like, oh, okay, okay, uh, uh, fake news media. I think I'm just getting sick of the, of the drama. And and it's like, let's just focus on the important issues uh, and, and let's just get this country back on, on track. Uh, let's see. Um, you know, I was thinking about, or, well, anyway, with the GOP winter kickoff this weekend, what, what's your message to your, your fellow Montana Republicans? Well, look, M- Montana is, uh, is going to single-handedly decide who controls the United States Senate. We win Montana. We beat John Tester. We win the United States Senate. We're in a 49-51 posture at the moment in the minority. We have won West Virginia. Joe Manchin announced his retirement. That's a state Trump wins by 40 points. Governor Jim Justice is in that race, the Republican. We're going to win West Virginia. That takes us to 50-50. We win Montana. We have the outright majority. Here's what's at stake. First of all, looking forward at $6 trillion of taxes. Richard Rubin, the Wall Street Journal, wrote an article a couple weeks ago that says there's $6 trillion of tax increases coming. If we don't keep uh, get the Senate majority back, that that that's a remarkable stat. You look backwards. Kamala Harris has broken more ties now than any vice president in our nation's history. She's number one. She now has succeeded John Calhoun and John Adams. We've had forty-seven vice presidents. Kamala Harris is the gold medalist now. That means in every one of those votes, John Tester voted with Kamala Harris and Steve Daines voted for Montana. That's what that means. And I hope Montanans see that with all these ads out there. Aaron, they're spending, the Democrats are spending a million dollars a week right now in Montana attacking Tim Sheehy and propping up John Tester. Most of that is Chuck Schumer's dark money super PAC. And we've got to make sure that Montanans are not going to be swayed by these, this barrage of TV ads because they know, the left knows, if they keep that seat, they will, may keep the United States Senate. Stakes could not be higher because we're going to have two Supreme Court justices, the two most conservative. Justice Alito and Justice Thomas are both the old, two oldest justices of the Supreme Court. There's a reasonable probability in the next administration we will have a chance to have two more Supreme Court justice nominees. And I'll tell you what, without having a Republican Senate, you know, John Texas voted against every one of Trump's Supreme Court nominees. He voted for Biden's nominee. I voted against it. The, our voting records could not be more different. Yeah, that, that's right. And for people to say, oh, what's the difference between Democrats and Republicans? Boy, what's the difference between lockdowns and mandates and, and pro-Second Amendment judges or, or anti-Second Amendment judges? There was a massive difference. Uh, let's see, about a minute or so to go here. That, with that, that, That's why, too, by, back on Iran, too, this is what you, that means these, these, these geopolitical existential moments. Look, John Sester has been on the side of appeasement with Iran. Tim Sheehy has Iranian shrapnel in his body. Is that a contrast or what? I mean, this is why Tim Sheehy understands the forces of evil in this world, that a strong America is a safe America. Contrast that to John Tester's appeasement strategy of Iran and what a disaster that's been and how dangerous that is. All right. I, that's, well, uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. I, I completely agree. And and it's, it's a reminder that if the Democrats fear Tim Sheehy, one more reason for us to support Tim Sheehy, if you ask me. Uh, with, with, with about 30 or 40 seconds to go, you know, we had this massive power outage in downtown in the Heights of Billings yesterday, and we're still having some technical impacts today. But, man, this is just a taste of what John Tester and Joe Biden's Green New Deal policies have for all of us. No, my word. Yeah, well, you, you take a look at that. When we had the 40 below temperatures here a few weeks ago, take a look at what was happening in Montana. We were having to import energy for the first time because the left has forced to shut down a 
couple of our, our power generation plants here at Coal Strip, importing energy, zero, zero contribution from wind at that time because these the brutally cold temperatures, the wind wasn't blowing. I hope that's a wake-up call to these folks in this group have this green hallucination, uh, not to mention this EV mandate coming down from, from uh, Joe Biden. Can you imagine trying to run Montana oh, with 70% EV? It, it, it's a joke. You can't – look, I, I, I'm, I'm going to get a, a Ford pickup. I, I love driving an F-150. Look at all these Ford Lightnings. They're sitting on the lots right now across America. Ford is taking multiple billion-dollar baths on this green dream the democrats enticed them into ford's made a major mistake in betting on evs with these ford lightnings this is one example of how it doesn't work uh, that's right all right senator steve Daines, great to have you live here in the early morning hours of the program thanks for being with us thanks aaron always good to join you yeah great to be with you yeah we are still um, having some technical uh, issues here following that power outage so normally the automatic brake would have fired right then and right there uh but uh but that's right we're gonna we're gonna uh, normally the the uh, commercial breaks and some other news and commentary would be airing right now um we're gonna play more of our conversation with the indiana attorney general from the shot show uh as i uh do some more show prep here for the uh, next few minutes Hey, I told you on day two of our SHOT Show coverage, I got to hang out with some some great friends from Montana last night. To actually be present with each other, to build that community in a physical space, but also to reach even beyond that to all the other businesses that we've now been meeting here at SHOT Show and beyond. When I was interviewing uh, Rochelle Croft, uh, Rochelle and Clay Croft, uh, who own Expedition Overland, yes. uh, I was like, man, the Croft, Croft. I was like, huh. she has like this Tomb Raider, Lara Croft-style job. That's <laughs> just awesome. <laughs> so John, the joker from Twitter who's sidekicking with us, we were talking about it earlier, and he was saying, you know, he's, he was a federal agent down in South America, and they'd go into the, the jungle taking down drug labs and things. And, man, I mean, yeah, you're always getting stuck in the mud. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's the stuff you guys deal with and know how to kind of work through, right? Absolutely, yeah. So we've, you know, there's several seasons of the show that we've done, you know, all over the world now. Um, you know, from from the very tip top of of North America all the way to the very bottom of South America, and then and now they've been overseas in Norway and Iceland and Greenland and and uh, and pushing into Africa now. So the Africa season's kind of on or incoming here. Yep. Gosh, I don't know when, Ryan. When's yeah, up? we're we're aiming at the end of February. So it's all going to start releasing there. And they were in uh, Africa for two months last summer. So now we're finally getting that stuff all put together and released. And it's yeah, super fun to watch. Yeah, I wonder if my friend Elon Musk would, would give me some uh, satellite internet. We could, <laughs> I could fill a seat and do a radio show live from the, from the expedition. We totally did. And actually, we have a Starlink on the truck in Africa wow. that's permanently mounted to the roof. And that's so I mean, cool. this was the first expedition that they had that level of communication on. So we were I, we had video chats with clay in the top of his alley cab truck in the middle of botswana wow. with literally like he's like there's an elephant out i'm like oh cool john you were uh, down in south america probably wishing you had guys like this that knew how to fix the vehicles and keep them running for days on end uh but, yeah we were talking earlier that you know we did we did so many operations down there you know counter narcotics operations and we get out there we've got Toyota Land Cruisers that are yeah, tough, yep. tough vehicles, but it didn't matter. You would stick that thing 
four times on a single operation, and now yeah. now you're vulnerable. Now you've got half your team out trying to push yourself out of this thing. I mean, I wish I'd have had you guys uh, <laughs> back then. Well, man, totally. Technology's come a long way. You know, the, it's not just the world of winches anymore. There's several ways to kind of get yourself unstuck, and, and uh, man, that, that whole world is growing so much. And, uh, and yeah, you know, the self-recovery kind of side of things is, you know, oftentimes what we show on the, on the show itself, but now, you know, we have this physical space that we can teach folks how to do that, you know, as well as kind of being a, a, a corporate leadership retreat type center um, for them to do their own things. You know, they can host their own stuff in that, in that space, but then we have, you know, we have the facilities to teach them how to do these things on their own. You know, and not just and not just the vehicle side of things. We actually have quite a few different amenities type type fun adventure type things to do on the ranch, including like a long and short gun range. Um, nice. We go we stretch out to sixteen hundred yards on our current gun range. Wow. We're actually working at, at, at extending that a little bit. We got eight miles of the trails, like we talked about, eight miles of the four wheel drive trails. Um, now we got a if you're a bush plane pilot and you want to come and land and do some stuff, we got a we got a, a bush strip for you. It's a grass strip. Um, really neat, and then facilities for everybody to stay, kind of high-end um, cool. cabins that, that folks can stay in and classrooms to teach them in and armory to hold your stuff in for safekeeping. And I can't take your word on this. Yeah. I'm going to have to do this. Yeah. Come out there. I, you know, I, I don't believe you. I, I do not believe you. It's not too far away from you. You can <laughs> come right. out anytime you want. That's right. <laughs> you no, know, that's, yeah, that's just incredible. Uh, All right, let's so hold it right there. You guys ever, yeah, we're uh, uh, given these technical issues. We're we're filling during what would be the normal breaks there, just in case our other stations are are still within their local breaks. The apps are in a break, et cetera. All right, coming out now. Hey, Aaron Flint here with uh, Montana Talks. All right, yeah. So uh, inside baseball for you here, we're, we're still having a couple of technical uh, issues here today after that big power outage yesterday. One, our phone lines, the most important part of the show, our phone lines. Um, we'll call you, you know, like Chandler, uh, <laughs> except for we actually will call you. Uh, we don't just say that. We actually will call you. Um, if you message us, if you want to call into the show this morning, if you want to be on, uh, first, you can message us on our Montana Talks app, and I'll share your message. In fact, we got a bunch of uh, messages that came in overnight uh, that I got to get to here. Uh, but uh, <laughs> trying to work through some of this technical stuff again this morning. Uh, so I'll, I'll get to that. We got some fresh stories on our Montana Talks website for you as well, including uh, some uh, potentially big news in the uh, U.S. House race for the Eastern District of Congress here in Montana. Former Montana Congressman Denny Reberg. Uh, tells us he is looking at running for Congress again in that eastern congressional seat. You know, he he was the lone member of the U.S. House of Representatives for for 12 years. And if he ran again, uh, let me let me tell you, I've seen the polling. Uh, I, I don't think I've gotten the green light from my source to share that polling. But but Denny Reberg would have a commanding lead in that uh, very crowded uh, potential House Republican primary. And if he uh, got elected back to Congress, he gets to take that 12 years of seniority with him. Uh, so he is apparently looking at, at running uh, for that Eastern District seat. Uh, and then, I, as I kind of hinted a few minutes ago with Senator Steve Daines, uh, yeah, the, the, I think it was uh, I think it was the New York Times and now the Associated Press. They had these big stories. We've heard from three Republican sources, anonymous sources. That uh, the congressman Matt Rosendale is going to announce that he's uh, that he's not going to run for the House, that he's going to try to run for the Senate again, and that he's going to make the announcement at the GOP winter kickoff this weekend in Helena. Uh, but then now, I, like I mentioned, there's a Color 8 TV story where uh, a spokesperson for 
for Congressman Rosendale saying, uh, yeah, no, that's uh, that's not true. <laughs> it's just like, I just, all the drama, it's like, oh my goodness. It's just like, good night. Uh, can we just focus on the Democrats and the, and the train wrecks they have created all across the board here? But anyway, I'll, I'll talk more about that story here in a second. So the phone lines is, is one of the uh, technical challenges we're still having this morning. And then the other one is, uh, n- normally the, the programming that would, the software that would fire our, our commercial breaks at, and, and the news uh, break and the, and the farm and ranch report and, and things like that, uh, normally that stuff that uh, for some reason um, that is not working for us here once again this morning. So what we would normally go to a break and then I could go fill up coffee or continue my show prep to get ready for the rest of the show for the rest of the morning. Uh, and just gather my thoughts, etc. Uh, that that break isn't firing now. And now, if you're listening on the app, like like Tim and Savage is listening on the app. So when we were talking with Senator Steve Daines, most likely those of you in in Billings and Bozeman listening over the radio, you you heard the whole conversation. It did not get cut off. But if you were like Tim and Savage and you were listening on the app, the app uh, uh, breaks were still uh, automatically firing. Uh, so <laughs> so. So, uh, so the, yeah, the, the conversation got cut off. So, so Tim, man, you missed some major breaking news during that uh, that uh, two three minute break. There, you're gonna have to go back and listen to the podcast, I guess, uh, to, to see what happened. Uh, although, man, it might get cut off there too. So, still the beauty of live over the air radio here. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, again, it looks like people are trying to call in. Um, again, if you want to call into the show this morning, message us on our Montana Talks app, and we'll call you. Our producer, Travis, will call you because for some reason we can place outgoing calls on our little uh, TLO system here, but we can't uh, take the incoming calls. The inbound calls aren't, aren't working here, so we'll call you. Uh, all right, let's see here. Uh, yeah, it looks like the Fox News update did not fire, but that's all right. We just kept rolling through that. We've done that before. Uh, but but speaking of Fox News, yeah, Navy SEAL veteran Republican U.S. Senate candidate Tim Sheehy was on, uh, uh, did this interview with Fox News. The crime we're seeing on our streets right now is a direct result of soft on crime policies from coast to coast in this country. Soft on crime DAs that apparently have time to prosecute Donald Trump for decades old spurious cases, yet they don't have time to arrest and hold illegal immigrants who have assaulted police officers in the street. And those police officers didn't defend themselves. They didn't draw their weapons and shoot those criminals because they knew if they did, they were not going to be supported by their DA and their city leadership. So it's unconscionable what we're seeing happen to law enforcement in this country. These soft on crime policies, anti-cop policies, defund the police, abolish ICE, the list goes on. John Tester and the Democrat Party have been anti-law enforcement for years, and now we're seeing the results of it. From big cities in New York to small towns uh, across the country, we're seeing our brave men and women in blue being sold down the river by Democrat elected officials. Uh, meanwhile, we're seeing millions and millions of dollars spent on political prosecutions of Donald Trump, other conservatives around the country. Apparently, the DAs and, and our, our law enforcement agencies have the time and money to do that, but they don't have the time and money to arrest and deport illegal immigrants, uh, protect our men and women in blue, and obviously, in the case of, of, of these men in New York City, arrest and hold violent criminals. Uh, it's unconscionable, and, and, and uh, when elected to the Senate, uh, I will be extremely strict on only approving cabinet appointees and judicial nominees uh, that are pro-law enforcement and pro-rule of law. Every state is a border state, and Montana is a northern border state with a southern border problem. Um, consistently, uh, from Eureka to Ekalaka and Dillon uh, to Plentywood across Montana, uh, the most consistent issue I'm hearing from grassroots voters is extreme frustration at the southern border and the criminal element that's brought to Montana. 
uh, now Billings, Montana is the ninth most dangerous city in the nation. Uh, violent crime is through the roof, thefts are through the roof, and it's directly tied to the drug trade, the fentanyl crisis. It's hollowing out our small towns. It's destroying uh, our larger cities. Uh, and Montanans rightly are connecting that crime to the open southern border and all uh, all the criminals and, and cartel activity related to that. So uh, we need to secure the border tomorrow. That's top of mind for most Montanans, uh, and it's time to get it done. All right, there you go. That was a, a Fox Digital interview with uh, Republican U.S. Senate candidate, Navy SEAL veteran Tim Sheehy. Uh, all right, uh, yeah, Travis, we can we can go back to uh, uh, our, our earlier conversation, or we can play the conversation with Indiana Attorney General uh, Todd Rakita here uh, during what would be our next normal break. Because even if I keep yapping live, we're going to get cut off for our app listeners. So uh, let's continue to just share some of that recorded audio during what uh, what what would normally be a commercial break. And then uh, and then I'll come back at the same normal time that we would come back just to try to stay on schedule. Uh, we'll, we'll stick with our, our normal routine schedule and hopefully the, uh, the the kinks are worked out here later this morning. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, yeah. So the big news uh, on our Montana Talks website. Well, I don't know if it's, it's not even big news really yet because it's just, hey, yeah, I'm looking at it. And that, and then you've got, you know, the New York Times and the Associated Press saying, yep, it's happening this weekend. And then you got a color eight story saying, no, it's not happening this weekend. Uh, I'll tell you more about that here coming. I'll tell you what what exactly former Montana Congressman Denny Reberg told me yesterday. I'd been meaning to reach out to him for a while because I, I kept hearing that his name was being thrown out there, that apparently a poll was being conducted with his name in it. Uh, and so, yeah, he says he's looking at running for Congress again. Uh, I'll tell you exactly what he said right after this. Fentanyl uh, coming from the southern border, uh, higher crime. You know, we're seeing on TV the people who want to be caught, right? We're seeing these families come across and then surrendering. But when I went down to the border three times now uh, with my friend Ken Paxton, the Attorney General of Texas, um, I saw single males, most likely criminals in their home countries, uh, coming across and not wanting to be caught, not wanting to be seen, right? We stopped military-aged men. Yes. Well, we got some, like, a slow country going on there. It's like getting ready for the weekend music there. Just dare, 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 dare. Uh, all right. Yeah, thanks to our producer, Travis, for just uh, Semper Gumby uh, being so flexible given the technical challenges following that big power outage yesterday. All right. Uh, well, yeah, we're, we're going to stay on schedule here because uh, we've got our, our app listeners that might be hearing one thing during the breaks. And then we've got our over the air listeners uh, that we're going to keep uh, uh, feeding audio for you here during what would be our normal breaks. Again, we'll call you. Uh, message us on the Montana Talks app if, if you want to actually uh, be heard on the show this morning. Uh, yeah, that's the easiest way. Or you can email uh, Travis.Lee at townsquaremedia.com if you want to travis.lee at townsquaremedia.com i would give you my email address as well uh, but here's the deal i'm i'm sitting here yapping with you and trying to figure out what we're going to talk about next so it's a little hard for me to be just staring at my email <laughs> but send your phone number to travis through the app or uh through um, uh, just via email and and he'll call you so you can be on the show but also we've got uh, the great david noble i think joining us in the seven o'clock hour of the show so that'll be a ton of fun here's some of the messages that have come in on our montana talks app uh man some of these came in during the nine o'clock hour of the show yesterday but i was so busy yapping i uh, i missed them 
Dave and Kalispell. <laughs> Dave and Kalispell. Aaron, if you think they will impeach any Democrat, you're kidding yourself. Ain't gonna happen, period. And he put that in all uh, caps there. Dave, I, I hear where you're coming from, man. Yeah, we were talking about the impeachment of Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas. And what was it? Three, four Republicans voted against impeachment of Mayorkas. Now, one of those Republicans, I, we were talking about this over breakfast at Stella's yesterday with our friends uh, Mark and Paul when we weren't uh, on the air because of that power outage. But we were talking with them about hey, one of the Republicans voted in support of impeaching Mayorkas, but then later voted against it for a very good procedural reason. Uh, apparently, he was concerned that the impeachment effort would fail and if it failed, then they wouldn't be able to or if, if it if it failed in a certain manner, it was a procedural deal that then they wouldn't be able to bring it up again on the floor of the House. But by voting against it, he he was he would be able to later revive the measure. So in order to keep the impeachment effort alive against Mayorkas, that's why this this one Republican member had voted against the actual impeachment. So that was that was pretty interesting. Um, but but back to Dave and Kalispell's point here, you know, my, my word, I mean, the, the Democrats sure how to know how to unite and take the fight. But uh, Republicans never know how to unite and take the fight to the other side. Uh, let's see. Uh, a listener in Bozeman also messaged us at the time with the failure to impeach Homeland, the Homeland Security head Mayorkas. We learned something. Not one single Democrat in the House of Representatives has the honesty or personal integrity to vote for impeachment or even admit that the border is not secure and is actually being invaded. Yeah, another uh, great, uh, great message there from one of our listeners. Uh, let's see here. I think we had. Oh, yeah. A couple other messages. Uh, actually, three more messages uh, on the real quickly, though, on this whole impeachment of former Homeland Security or should be former Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. I thought uh, Montana Congressman Ryan Zinke, who voted in support of impeachment, had a uh, had a, a really good point that he made here. Uh, there's an Axios media report. House GOP erupts in fury over embarrassing and shameful defeats. I've made this point before. Look, in, in the Montana legislature, thankfully, we have a Republican supermajority. You know, because the Republicans are awful about uniting and staying in the fight. And, and part of it's for good reason, because we're independent thinkers. We don't just get handed a yellow sheet and do whatever uh, the leadership tells you to do, right? That independence is a good thing. That independent thinking is a good thing. It's, it's part of what, you know, who conservatives are. But at some point, you've got to unite and win the fight. Now, thankfully, in the, in the Montana legislature, we've had a Republican supermajority. So you lose two, three guys over here. It's like, oh, come on. What are you guys thinking? But it didn't matter because we had a Republican supermajority. Right? But we have such a very slim and an even slimmer majority in the, in the House right now that the Republicans can't afford to lose two or three guys over here, two or three guys over here doing their own thing, getting attention, two or three guys over here doing their own thing. Look at me, spotlight rangering it up, right? Loving the spotlight. Meanwhile, Republicans sit there and stand divided by just a slim number of people. 
and and they're failing to deliver on the, on some of these key fights. But the point that uh, Western Montana District Congressman Ryan Zinke said here uh, was this. Uh, I haven't had time to highlight it, so let me uh, whip through the pages here because it was a it was a very good point talking about that very thing. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, God, I know the quote was in here, but for some reason it's not pulling up uh, for me as I, as, as I just do a quick scan. But basically the, the point that he made, and it was a, it was a better quote than what I'm going to relay for you here, but the point that he was making was, was that, you know, it's bad enough that we can't unite to stop the Democrats' agenda, but for Pete's sake, we can't even unite for our own agenda. So it's like, okay, come on, Republicans, unite, get your Adam shift together so you can stop the Democrats' failed agenda. But also, why don't you unite so you quit blocking your own agenda? That was the point that, that Zinke made in this quote. Oh, here it is. Uh, let's see. It's part of a broader pattern of – this is from the Axios Media Report. It's part of a broader pattern of House Republican leadership struggling to pass measures – through the narrowly divided chamber, due in large part to their sharply divided conference. And, of course, they've been very divided over the past year or so. And what does that division do? And what does that hostility do? It, it gets people to dig in their heels and fight each other even more and not unite to take the fight to the Democrats and not unite to pass their own agenda. Anyway, uh, Zinke said this. He told Axios, quote, I knew that we would have the ability to block the Democrat agenda. We've exceeded my wildest expectations on blocking because we not only block the Democrat agenda, we block the Republican agenda. We do not have command of the field. The, uh, of course, the former uh, SEAL Team 6 Navy SEAL and former uh, college football player uh, had to say there in that Axios media report. I thought that was an interesting quote. It was from a couple of days ago. I probably would have had it for you yesterday, but, man, we had that uh, – that power outage. By the way, back to this power outage thing, you know, basically all of downtown Billings from 27th Street East all the way up through the Billings Heights. And the Billings Heights is the population size of Butte out of power. And it was out of power for, you know, a few hours in the early morning hours. And then the boom, like 843, we were in the middle of a chat with the Heritage Foundation talking about Green New Deal policies, killing energy. And Chinese hackers and power went down again yesterday. (sighs) You know, I I know I joked about it yesterday, but the fact that we don't know what caused that power outage yet, ah, that gets me suspicious. That gets me suspicious because I don't know. Don't we normally have a Well, here's what happened and here's uh, here's why. And uh, no, it's kind of like no answers yet. Or, Or was there one? I don't know. Like I say, I've been a little busy. With our technical glitches following the uh, power yesterday, that uh, uh, let's see, I, I forgot. Maybe maybe the Billings Gazette got an answer on why the uh, why the power went out. Maybe KTVQ got an answer on why the power went out. Uh, let me do a quick scan here. It's not standing out on the Q2 website. Let's see uh, the Billings Gazette. Uh, nope, not seen anything on uh, what caused the power outage. One year after the Chinese spy balloon was hovering over our electric infrastructure as a massive nuclear missile upgrade is about to get underway here in Big Sky Country. No idea what uh, caused that massive power outage. But we know China has the capability because the FBI director just told us that last week on Capitol Hill. All right.
Man, I tell you what, the Green New Deal activists, they got a whole bunch of people doing dirty work for them, don't they? I mean, for Pete's sake, they got, you know, they got the communist Chinese funding them and their, you know, environmental activism. They had the Russians funding them and their Keystone Pipeline uh, nonsense to shut that down. They got a whole bunch of people doing dirty work for them. You need somebody to do the dirty work for you. Uh, and I got just the guy. I got just the team. BD Equipment Services. Hey, you can call today. You can get a free estimate. If you got any demolition work you need done, you got any salvage work you need done, if you got some land clearing projects you need done, whether it's whether it's buildings that need to be torn down or trees that need to be removed, brush, those invasive Russian olives, if you need those removed, hey, uh, BD Equipment will do the dirty work for you on that front. They can get rid of those Russian olives for you. Start your construction project off right with BD Equipment. They've got their own construction vehicles. You can rent them if you want. If you know how to operate the equipment, you can rent the uh, construction vehicles from them. Uh, or uh, you can even buy equipment if you're looking for equipment right now. That can be hard to find. BD Equipment Services, 406-201-7711, or go to bdequipmentblgs.com. Uh, we're going to uh, have some content for you during this break right now. Most likely criminals in their home countries uh, coming across and not wanting to be caught, not wanting to be seen, right? We stopped military-aged men. Yes. Yeah. We stopped a train. Now, you know, you know how they have these, what we call these Terry stops where you get pulled over the police, but see if you've been drinking or whatever. Now, we're not saying the engineer was drinking, but we, I was with the Texas Rangers. We radioed an engineer that we couldn't even see. He was three miles away. He goes, they're like, slow the train down, bring it to a stop right here. We got to do that three miles down the road, down the track. They stop. As soon as the train comes to a stop, I don't know, how do I describe this? Like insects scurrying coming off the train these 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 military-aged males were burying themselves in coal cars to get across the border even though they know they could just walk across and so yeah. why are they hiding because they right. could walk right. across right. Biden's letting them in that's the point yeah yeah, yeah. they are uh but they don't want to be caught so they start scurrying and then you don't you've got time for a story yeah this stuff? yeah we, um, I, was say, I wanted to see how much time you have um, yeah we um this train was also carrying uh, new passenger vehicles, HOM Mexico vehicles. Now, this was during the time when we couldn't get new cars on dealer lots. Remember that shortage That's right. that we had? Yeah. Um, so uh, the way these cars ship, I didn't know. They ship unlocked with the keys and the ignition. Okay? Now, the train car that they're, that's carrying them is locked. So when we saw padlocks broken on these train cars, we started going in. And what do we find? We find these males living in these new cars for four days or whatever, doing everything you do. Oh, man. Joker. Cars ruined. Yeah. So, you know, these dealers, I'm trying to make a joke, I did a light of this, even though it's very man. serious. These dealers get these stripping their cars, they're like, now they got to sell the new new car smell, right? Oh, <laughs> Has this thing been detailed? Well, we, we were joking earlier. Have you ever seen? So, John's a retired federal law enforcement officer. Oh, okay. I served in the military, so we did a lot of driving around joking with the boys, right? Okay. You know, when you're driving around Iraq and Afghanistan, yeah, you right. got to be able to joke around. But, right. But uh, the movie The Other Guys with Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell. Oh, i got to see that. I haven't seen that yet. Anyway, they... 
the, the scene where the homeless guys stole their, their Prius and took it for a ride, that's what comes to mind here. That's what these illegals are doing with your new car. You know? Oh, man. Gone are the days. You know, the, the image that everybody has are these Latin or Mexican families coming in to, for, for a better life to right. work. Those days are gone. Right. Look at the images all over social media, all over yeah. Fox News. These are, like you say, military-age males from Africa. Uh, uh, for freedom and instead, uh, the, we're the last line of defense against lunatics. All right, we're joining the rest of our audience here in one second. All right, Aaron Flint here with Montana Talks. Yeah, still having a couple of diff uh, technical difficulties uh, uh, this morning here. Some of our, if you're listening on the app, uh, you're hearing the normal breaks, uh, you know, news weather breaks, uh, commercial breaks, things like that. But for some of our over-the-air listeners, if you're listening to 1450 KMMS in Bozeman right now, just uh, if you could be our, our engineers out there. Did you hear the Indiana Attorney General uh, just a couple of minutes ago, uh, audio, or did you hear a commercial break or like a news and weather break? Um, I'd, I'd be interested just in what you're hearing over the air right now, because um, like I say, it might be different over the app versus over the actual radio station. So your feedback would be helpful. Drop us a message on the Montana Talks app. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, and I, I mentioned our phone lines are, are still a little wonky. We'll call you. <laughs> like like Chandler Bing from Friends. We'll call you, but we actually will call you. Chandler won't call you. He'll just tell you he's going to call you. He won't actually give you a call, right? Uh, we'll call you. Nancy and Roundup, she got the phone call from our producer, Travis Lee. So thankfully, we get to hear from Nancy this morning. Nancy, I'm, I'm glad we called you. Well, I am too, because I, I have to tell you, I want to thank you so very, very much. And I believe that all of us appreciate it. That early interview with uh, Senator Steve Daines, I'm telling you, as an American, uh, my spirits were so wounded over this uh, Mayorkas disappointment because I truly believe the SOP should be impeached. And I'm telling you, I, I feel a little bit better now. And I just want to say that uh, if you want to, uh, Congress uh, uh, men's uh, Mike Gallagher, who voted against the impeachment of, uh, he's from Wisconsin, he has an article in the, in the, uh, um, uh, the, the, uh, you know, um, gosh darn it. No That's all right. Mike so Gallagher, WJS what, what did he have to say? What did, yeah, oh, Wall Street Well, Jr. here, he gives some very, very flimsy excuses for the, uh, for not voting on the impeachment. He's supposed to be a, uh, an attorney, a constitutional law attorney, and he says that incompetence did not, does not warrant an impeachment. And then he goes on to say that. This is beyond incompetence, maybe, uh, yeah. We, the, the Democrats would use impeachment uh, against us uh, if, if we did this, and that there was no president. And uh, um, I'm sure he sounds just like uh, Mitch McConnell. And I want to tell everybody that there's cause for Mitch McConnell to step down. I believe I was hoping he would when he had his heart attack last year, and then he didn't. And I was so, so, so upset and disappointed because as far as I'm concerned, Mayorkas has got away with murder. Um, on this invasion of the United States. We don't even know how many Americans are being slaughtered by the Mexican cartel or any of these illegals, plus the, the drug problems here in our state. And I just despise Mayorkas and also the, the so-called Republicans that voted against his impeachment. And, of course, the, um, the um, amnesty bill uh, failed, but uh, I, I'm still not... I, I, I am just very, very upset with the GOP right now. I... 
there's a lot of them that I appreciate and I uh, admire and um, will vote for, but uh, generally speaking, and I know Senator Steve Daines mentioned something about the GOP getting along, and I know you mentioned the winter kickoff in Helen. I was invited to it. I'm not going. But right away, the GOP started to fight amongst themselves because, you know, Alan Dershowitz is a yeah. scheduled speaker. They didn't want him to talk. And, I, you know, why not? Well, Let yeah, the that's the thing. Like, then debate afterwards. That, no, that's the thing. It's like and, and some of the same people who were whining about Alex Brusowitz because he's he's been critical of Matt Rosendale. They have no problem inviting Steve Bannon to speak in Helena, even though he's been critical of Steve Daines, who's been the most pro-Trump pro Trump Republican senator practically in the United States Senate. So it's like that's like give, give me a break, people like. Yeah, like, I, hey, I, yeah, I, I I like Steve Bannon. I don't agree with Steve Bannon on everything. Uh, I like what this Alex Brusowitz guy has had to say. You may not agree with him on everything, but but stop being such a bunch of, you know, whiners. And and yeah, we don't want go along to get along just like we didn't want to go along with this stupid border bill. But at some point, you've got to unite and get in the fight in, instead of qu- sitting here and, and, and bickering over over all these inside baseball things. And and meanwhile, you can't even impeach Mayorkas for Pete's sake. Nancy, great to yeah. hear from you. Glad we glad we could sneak you on here. Uh, and yeah, if you want to call into the show this morning, uh, message us on the app. We're going to take a quick break here, and and you nailed that a little later, where you talked about how how this is just what they're doing to the guns is you know it's the transgender movement, it's this, it's oil, gas, and coal, it's yeah. everything. It's this leftist Marxist ideology. They want to transform this country into something yeah. else, and that's the big this panel discussion i was thinking you know i was thinking is you could take out the word gun and put oil gas coal right it could have been a parent teachers conference yesterday and we could have had the exact